Ten to One, Episode Sixty Eight. Top Ten Book Titles. the podcast where we make top 10 lists about everything. I'm Melissa Kozer. I'm Brian Kozer, and we're back. Seems like it's been a little while. It was, I think only, maybe it wasn't even a break this week for you guys. I know we did miss one week from being sick and from having some church, extra church meetings going on, but uh, we're back now. Sorry for that one missed week. Well, we're not really too sorry. It was a good, good revival service. I think that might be the first week we've missed this year, so we broke Probably our streak. Probably won't be the last. Well, yeah, but we'll play on the other ones a little bit more. So tonight, we're talking about book titles, and just like we we did when we were talking about board game titles, not taking into account the book itself, might be a book that we like, might be a book we don't like, might be a book we've never well, read. I I did take into account a little bit. There was one book... But you have books on your list that you've never read. Yeah. Um, For me, the way I made this list was it had an attention-grabbing title. But after reading the synopsis a little bit, or if I had already read the book, then I was like, yeah, the title fits. So the title had to fit the book for it to make this list. And... There was sure, one but it could book. still be a terrible book with a fitting title, and you put, put it on yeah, the list. Yeah, it would, but there was a terrible book with an awesome title, but it did not fit the book. And that right, one, we'll have to hear about that why, later. Yeah. Yeah, that'll be interesting. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I had 60, so I went through all of the books that I've read, uh, the books that we own, the books that I have on my to-read list. And even had kept track of, of some others that I just heard of, and I ended up with sixty book titles, and I somehow got that down to ten. But I do have twenty or more wow. honorable mentions, so we'll be uh, we'll be ripping through those. Yeah, I had twenty nine uh, total that I ended up sifting down to ten. Um, I went through our bookshelves like you did. <clears throat> And then I also just Googled best book titles. Gotcha. Makes sense. (laughs) Don't even have to do any work. Well, you know, I was curious. Just kidding. Okay, well, why don't you go ahead and hit us with your number 10 then? Okay. Well, my number 10 is a classic. It's a book I have not yet read, but I'm kind of interested. And it's very well known. It's To Kill a Mockingbird. Hmm. And I've always kind of liked that title. Uh, it, you know, it kind of grabs your attention. Why would you want to kill a mockingbird? Is this <laughs> how to kill a mockingbird? And then you find out, uh, well, it's not about killing a mockingbird. It's about uh, racism. R- racism is, yeah. And so, up uh, and dealing South. with that and so forth. And, uh, but the title, one of the, the lines in the book is like it would be a sin to kill a mockingbird because they're very peaceful birds. Is that it? I yeah. think that's basically the basically the essence of it. And so I think the the title is thought provoking uh, once you know what the book is about. But it's attention grabbing if you don't know what the t- book is about. So that's my number ten: to kill a mockingbird. Yeah, I forgot to mention. Do you think we'll have any crossover on this list? Before we go any farther, I'm going to say one. I'm going to say no crossover on our top tens. I mean, there's just so many to choose from. Um, And then we'll probably have like three or four in our honorable mentions. I think we might have one crossover in our top tens. We'll see. Okay. Uh, I know I have some on my list like this one that I'm pretty sure you've never heard of. So this won't be a crossover. My number 10 is the sort of... Uh, I don't know, it feels to me sort of a cheap, tawdry, beat-up paperback that you might find an airport kind of a title. Uh, but for some reason, I, I'm i really struck by it. 
And even though I'm not planning to read the book, still had to put on my list. My number 10 is Mr. Penumbra's 24-Hour Bookstore. No, that is not a very attention-grabbing title. It's sort of like that junk food, like maybe it's like Twinkies. It doesn't exactly taste good, and it's, it's not good, but... It, it's exactly what you need, exactly what you want, and it goes straight to the soul. You're not really doing a good job of selling this title. <laughs> That's okay. So it's about a, a guy who works in web design, and he starts work, working at a bookstore, Mr. Penumbra's 24-hour bookstore, and then uh, he starts realizing that uh, there's more more to the store that meets the eye people uh, come in and they don't buy anything and then there's this whole secret story of this bookstore so uh, it's not what i'm actually planning to read and i i grant you that there are greater book titles there's there are nine more on my list and some of my honorable mentions you you would say are greater sure but this one is one of my favorites, and uh, it's really stuck in my mind, really stood out to me, even in its uh, chintziness, you might say. So, and what a cool name, Penumbra. That's just a cool name. Plus, uh, points for the hyphen. Anyway. Yeah, keep trying. Number 10, Mr. Penumbra's 24-Hour Bookstore by Robin Sloan. All right. Thanks, well, Robin. Good job. Mm, mediocre job. Uh, better than To Kill a Mockingbird. Mm. No. My number nine is an Agatha Christie book, mm. one of her finest, mm-hmm. and it's one that we read together or you read to me, I'm not sure which. Mm. It's called And Then There Were None. Yeah. Yeah. What a great title. Uh, right off the bat, doesn't that just give you chills? And it's based <laughs> off of a poem that I had heard before, mm. but... Uh, and it's a really creepy little poem, but uh, when I heard heard the the book title, and it made me think of this poem, I was it just really whet my appetite. So the poem goes: Ten little soldier boys went out to dine. One choked his little self, and then there were nine. Nine little soldier boys sat up very late. One overslept himself, and then there were eight. And it goes all the way down. Mm -hmm. One little soldier boy left all alone. He went out and hanged himself, and then there were none. (laughs) And it's a really (laughs) creepy, kind of disturbing poem. Uh, But I just think uh, a title that's based off of a poem, uh, kind of pop culture, I guess, for mm-hmm. that time uh and it's a very clever title just by itself but it really fits the book uh i think this one just hits on all all the points so mm. the book is about uh 10 people random people that are invited to this island and one by one they begin to die and it must be somebody on the island who is killing them off but they were all invited there by a mystery host so <laughs> who could it be so, yeah, good job, Agatha Christie. My number nine, and then there were none. Yeah, that is one of her best. And it's a good title. Did you know it's not the original title? No. Yeah, most of her books had a British title that she originally gave them and then later had an American title. I'm not sure if she was responsible for coming up with the American title or if it was her publishers. Um, but And then there were none was the American title. The, <laughs> the original British title is actually not used anymore, even with this one, uh, or at all with this one. Um, the The British title now is Ten Little Indians. Yeah. The original one was uh, a, a a not very nice term, yeah. uh, Ten Little N-Words. So uh, how about that? Yeah. But uh, yeah, there's a little trivia there, a little uh, title information that I pulled off the back of my head. So there you go. Good choice, though. Good choice. <laughs> All right. My number nine is uh, one of those very poetic titles uh, that I that I like and that you'll see on my list. And I, I guess I should also mention uh, there's different things that I like in titles, and I tried to put things on my list 
uh, for different reasons. Like, uh, let's see, let me look, let me look. Uh, like I didn't have any, for example, that have, uh, the word ocean, uh, that made my top 10, but I really like, I think that's a, a an evocative word. So there's like titles like, uh, the ocean, the ocean at, at the end, end of the lane. lane, uh, the light between oceans. Um, uh, that's just an example of, of something I might, uh, like in a title is, uh, uh, evocative words or uh, there's some that are well we'll get to the other reasons but uh, this one is the sort of poetic title and okay. uh, you'll see a few more of those I, I like those this one's called a thousand splendid suns I like that title yeah yeah uh, just the the repetition the of the D uh, yeah. thousand splendid that's yeah that's what really gets me and then splendid suns and then yeah, yeah splendid is the is the best word in the title uh, so, um, and just, uh, the picture of, yeah, of thousand Very suns. Evocative. Yeah. So, um, yep. This one's by Khalid Hosseini. I was thinking it sounded Arabic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He's from Afghanistan originally, and it's a book about Afghan history, about, um, family, friendship, faith, salvation found in love. Uh, another one that I'm actually not interested in reading um, but, uh, man, what a great title. Uh, good job, Khalid. That is A Thousand Splendid Sons. All right. Well, no guff from me on that one. I like it. Right. Okay. My number eight is a book you and I have read Kay. together. Okay. And we bought it purely because of the title. Ah, uh, yes. This is an honorable mention yes. for me. Augustus Carp, Esquire. By himself, being the autobiography of a really good man. Oh, yes. With a title like that. That's, that grabs you. I mean, yep. we bought it yep. based on the title. And, and uh, it's it's about this guy, this overweight, uh, so-called Christian guy who, uh, he's basically everything you hate in uh, a self-professing Christian who is... Uh, all about appearances and not really about the actual faith itself. And uh, you just hate this guy. But <laughs> it's an entertaining read all the same. It's pretty good. Yeah. So that's my number eight, Augustus Carp, Esquire. Yeah, and it was definitely definitely the title that uh, we yeah. got that one off of. Yep. Yep, I uh, this is an honorable mention for me. I another genre of book title that I like is the overly long, overwrought <laughs> name like that one, or the curious incident of the dog in the nighttime. I really like, or the hundred. See, that just makes me think like the dog uh, had an accident on the rug in the middle of the night or something. Uh, no, or the hundred-year-old man who climbed out of the window and disappeared. Okay, that one's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and there is going to be another one farther farther on in my list. But uh, yeah, good choice. Good choice. My number eight is one of the uh, long made-up word titles. Uh, so for example, I also like The Silmarillion. I think that's a great title for a book. Yeah. Paralandra, another good, uh, good title for a book, another good made-up word. But the best example of this for my money is... Salamandestrun by Brian Jakes, part of his Redwall series. And what a cool made up word. Salamandestrun. It's the name of a mountain in Mountain the, Fortress. Yeah, in, in his uh fantasy book. And yeah, I mean just uh I guess taking uh salamander and uh I don't know, is the pre is the suffix strun from uh from Latin or, or anything? That you're aware of strong no idea does that sounds, uh, uh ring any bells from your spanish sounds nordic vocab? actually yeah it kind of does actually let's see strong uh it's polish and yeah maybe not but uh <laughs> taking salamander which is which is a cool name itself or a cool word and uh you know having it be the name of a mountain salamandestrin the home of the badger lords Right. Yep. So, uh, well done, Brian Jakes, for uh, one of my favorite made-up words, or made-up place names, I guess. Certainly the, um, my favorite that made it into a book title. Okay. Well, that's my number eight. Well, 
I wouldn't have picked it, but it is a, a cool title and a cool place. Oh, yeah. All right. My number seven is another one of those long titles that you're very fond of. Okay. It's called She Got Up Off the Couch and Other Heroic Acts from Moreland, Indiana. Oh, honey. I don't know. I think this is a really good title. She Got Up Off the Couch and and that sounds kind of blah until you add and other heroic acts. And when you think about it, uh, you know, somebody getting up off the couch and actually going and living their life, you know, to a little girl, that would be pretty heroic. And that's what the story is is about, how this little girl's mother uh, was a couch potato, but then she, she got up and decided to pursue a higher education and go to college. And, uh, you know, her... Her husband didn't think he didn't think she could do it, and she had almost no money. She didn't have a driver's license, but she uh, she decided to try for it, and it's kind of cool. Uh, it grabbed my attention, and now I wanna I wanna check it out and read it. So I uh, I had to put it on the list for that reason. Made me want to read it. My number seven. She got up off the couch. It. I'm sure it's a fine book. And it's a good title, oh, but it's not a great title. It's not a top ten. Your face certainly. isn't a great title. Thank you. Okay, my number seven is a book by Robert Heinlein, and uh, another poetic title, and a biblical reference. In fact, this one is Stranger in a Strange Land, and I just like the the repetition, stranger and strange. Yeah. Uh, the word strange or stranger is is uh evocative it's it's a really strong word uh, you have a lot of, of connotations uh with stranger of, of mystery and of of danger and so uh yeah stranger in a strange land um it's an odd book it's a book about an alien coming down and promoting robert Heinlein's uh oh that one odd politics and odd views and, on uh, on sexuality on sexuality yes uh he was He's an odd fish. That, don't read it. That Robert Heinlein. It's a, yeah, it's a you, disturbing book. You probably don't need to read it. I think I'm pr- planning to not read it anymore. It started off great until the alien starts thinking that any kind of sex and sexual perversion is good because it makes him feel good. Yeah, thanks, Robert. But uh, hey, uh, good uh, biblical reference there for the title. And, uh, yeah, well done with the title. Slap a good biblical reference on your perverted title, your perverted book. Good job, Bob. Stranger in a Strange Land. Well done. My number seven. All right, my number six is another long title. <laughs> I guess I ended up liking a bunch of these more than I thought. Okay. Uh, it's called The Pig That Wants to Be Eaten. A hundred mm. experiments for the armchair philosopher. So right there, the pig that wants to be eaten. That just grabs your attention. Uh and uh then it, it seems to fit. You know, it's it's philosophy, basically. So it's this guy gives a hundred philosophical scenarios, I guess, and suggests possible solutions, but encourages you to come up with your own conclusions as well. And so uh, it's just a clever title uh, to get you to think about different philosophical situations. And I don't usually go in for such stuff, but <laughs> I'm kind of interested on reading this book because of the title. So good job, Julian Baghini. He's the author. My number six, The Pig That Wants to Be Eaten. Yeah, that is a good one. All right, my number six is When Breath Becomes Air, which is one of those, I think, that is sort of a... I saw it at first and then slowly decided I liked it more. More and more came came uh, to the point where I put it on the list. And uh, just a very, I guess, very poetic way of talking about death or of uh, describing death. This is by Paul Kalanithi. And it's about... Uh, uh, how uh, this guy was, uh, it's an autobiography, I believe, and or uh, memoirs about uh, this guy. He was a neurosurgeon, 36 years old, 
and uh, was diagnosed as lung cancer. And so then uh, he had to decide uh, what was he going to do with the rest of his life. And uh, so, um, you know, I guess just uh, started thinking about uh, things like, um, you know, what what makes life worth living. And, um, you know, when you don't have any future, then what are the kind of things you should be doing? And uh, he actually died while he was working on the book. So uh, that's kind of a an emotional uh, read, I'm sure. But uh, picked a really good title. And uh, yeah, well done. Uh, very poetic and very sad when breath becomes air. Thanks, Paul. Yeah, it uh, didn't really strike me when you first said it, but... Yeah, the mo- more I think about it, yeah, grows the more on you, huh? it's kind of, it's deep. Yeah, yeah, sad, deep. Yeah. Yep. So, cool. All right. Well, my number five is one of my all-time favorite books. Do you want to guess? Uh, Inkheart. Well, that's an honorable mention. Oh, wow. I thought that one might, might make it to the list. Yeah, I uh, love that title. All-time favorite. Yeah, an honorable mention for me as well. Uh, an all-time favorite book. Uh, villains by necessity yes good job yeah. honey oh i have so, always loved this villain title. is a great word i'll give you that by necessity yeah. we're not villains because we want to be yeah we have to be yeah no honey that's great okay <laughs> and so i love this book uh it's not necessarily a great book but it's a fun fantasy book and so the premise is that uh uh, good has taken over the good guys of one and uh, they're slowly working on eradicating all the evil in the world but the world is just getting too good and eventually it's going to get so good that there will be no more death anymore and nothing bad will ever happen and the world will just completely burst apart from goodness uh It'll just become so sublime that life won't be able to uh, exist anymore. They won't be able to handle it. So, the the idea, the premise of the book postulates that there has to be some bad in the world for there to be stability. We can't have too much evil. We can't have too much good. There's got to be kind of a yin-yang balance, which I don't go in for that theory, but it's still kind of interesting all the same. And it's set up in a fun fantasy story. And so uh, the title really fits the book well. And that's just really attention-grabbing. The moment I saw it at a book sale, I was like, ooh, what's this about? And uh, I've just loved it ever since. Villains by by Necessity, my number five. All right, my number five is my entry from Agatha Christie. Thought we were going to have a crossover there for a second. Um, but my favorite of hers is Murder on the Orient Express. Yeah. Yep. I mean, yeah, uh, I yeah. so, um, Murder, of course, very strong. And then Orient, all it kind of speaks of, you know, exotic mystery and <laughs> it's a very, uh, old fashioned words, so you know, it's going to be set, uh, you know, in, in the past, be a, a historical, uh, piece and yeah i mean i like i like trains um the orient express great name for a train train line and uh yeah i don't know i definitely think this is the best best of her title she she has some good titles uh i mean she wrote a ton of books and so uh, she definitely had some good ones but murder on the orient express i think is her her greatest achievement in the realm of titles, and uh, it was one of her best books, too. So, good job, Agatha. Okay. What's that? I was going to say, what's it about? And I was like, well, murder on the train, so. Yeah, basically. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it's her typical closed room mystery where it, you know, it There's has to be somebody. There's only five people, and it, right? could, it had to have been one of them. It had to be someone on the train, so. Uh, it's a good one. It's been adapted for movies a bunch of times. Uh, there was a recent movie about it, and there's... Um, some pretty well-known older movies about it. One I've, of my favorite Doctor Who episodes is based. Uh, that's true. Mummy on the Orient Express. Yeah, that was a good episode. 
But uh, yeah, you should go back and and read the book. It's it's probably her most famous. Uh, it's certainly one of her most popular. Yeah, and uh, it's well worth it. So that's my number five, Murder on the Orient Express. All right, my number four, An Arsonist's Guide to Writers' Homes in New England. Hmm. I don't know. I just I liked that title. I, I wow. thought it was kind of cool. Oh, <laughs> oh my. <laughs> A book about somebody who likes to set fire to writers' houses. Um, no, it's actually uh, this guy who accidentally burned down uh, Emily Dickinson's house <laughs> and accidentally killed two people. Um, and then after he gets out of prison, years later, uh other people's, uh, other New England writers' homes start to go up in smoke, and he's got to prove his innocence and uncover the identity of the mysterious arsonist. So, I don't know that I'm really interested in reading it. It's getting fairly bad reviews on Goodreads, <laughs> but I like the title. So, that's my number four, An Arsonist's Guide to Writers' Homes in New England. Hmm. Hmm. That's uh, another good title. I'll, I'll give you a good title. It looks like we're just going to disagree for most of I this guess list. So. All right. My number four is a book that is another one of those books that's been on my list to read for a long time. And uh, more for the premise than for the title, but uh, what a great title. It's A Night in the Lonesome October. Okay. That's a pretty good title. Yeah. And The, the Lonesome October. Yep. Yep, I know. Lonesome, At night. October, yeah. night. I mean, all the words in this one okay, sing. Then, yeah, it does. And I, I mean, this could have been, this could have even been higher uh, than number four uh, easily. But uh, I mean, very poetic. It it uh, trips off the tongue. And uh, it's uh, by Roger Zelazny, who also has the well-titled uh, Chronicles of Amber. To his mm-hmm. name, uh, Nine Princes in Amber is the first book. A uh, good series there. And uh, this is a pastiche of a bunch of uh, famous characters all meeting together in a house. Uh, so you've got like um, Sherlock Holmes and I think Dracula and other famous fictional characters from that time period. Uh, and it's just kind of a big crossover between a bunch of them. So I'm interested in reading it at some point. Uh, we do own it, so uh, maybe I can get to it this year, finally. But, uh, yeah, even if I end up not liking it, uh, this one, uh, such a great title. And uh, well done, Roger. And, uh, yeah, looking forward to checking it out. A Night in the Lonesome October, my number four. All right, my number three is a book... I don't intend to read because it looks like it's filled with drama and maybe not some very good things, but I really, really like the title all the same. It's very, very catchy. It's called, I Still Miss My Man, But My Aim Is Getting Better. I know. (laughs) I don't know. I just really liked that title. Mm. And it's basically a woman's ex is is trying to get her to come back to him and she's over him and uh there's just a lot of drama involved and i'm not i don't think this book is for me but i do really like the title it's it's funny to me so that's my number three i still miss my man but my aim is getting better Hmm. arson murder <laughs> interesting Interesting. Whatever, you had murder on yours. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, so my, my number three <laughs> is my favorite of the really long titles we're talking about. And uh this is a this is a, a young adult story that I immediately pretty much immediately put it on my to read later list, uh, based on the title. So uh, when our girls are a little bit earlier when our girls are a little bit older We'll have to check it out with them. The title is The Girl Who Circumnavigated Fairyland in a Ship of Her Own Making. Nah. What? That's, that's too long. No. And... It's perfect. No. Nah, no. It's, it's perfect. You can't take a single a single thing out. No. 
That did not grab me what? in the slightest. I no. would I would put that back down on the shelf. What? And it's a really cool, t- yeah, really it's kind cool of a cover too. Title. What? Circumnavigated, Fairyland ship. It just sounds so ordinary. There's so many books about fairies these days. Come on. All right. So this I is. I went all around Fairyland. Well, so many books do that as well. What? An, what an old. Uh, <laughs> An old, uh, watch my deal. <laughs> you uh, old fuddy duddy. That's right. What an old fuddy duddy you're you're turning into. <laughs> so this is about a twelve year old girl named September, and uh, let's see. Uh, she named Lydia that she was born. She is met one day. She is met at her kitchen window by a green wind taking the form of a gentleman in a green jacket, who invites her on an adventure, implying that her help is needed in Fairyland. Uh huh. Uh huh. A green wind. What does that look like? It's she, green. She makes new friends, including a book-loving wyvern and a mysterious boy named Saturday. Honey, this sounds like your typical fantasy book, trying to be atypical and it has, failing. It has really good reviews, as well. Well, I mean that's fine. I'm glad it's got good reviews, but it sounds very typical. And this comes from someone who has read a whole lot of fantasy, okay? Well, you're just jaded. I'll read it with the girls. I'll listen. I'll give my opinion. But I'm just saying the title and the synopsis are not selling me. If it were not for Goodreads and a lot of people saying, hey, yeah, this is a good book, I wouldn't otherwise think to look at this. Well, Patrick Rothfuss said it was an awesome title and... With a name like Rothfuss, how how can you be wrong? Exactly. Yeah, uh, he's a he's another author. He did uh, the Name of the Wind, uh, the Kingkiller Chronicles. That is a good title. The Name yeah, of the yeah, Wind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one's not honorable mention for me. And since, <sighs> that should I mean, have been. That should have taken the place of this one. Honey. Here, here are some of his it's other titles: The Wise short, Man's Fear, concise. The Slow Regard of Silent Things, the Doors of Stone, fear. The Lightning Tree, The Dark of Deep Below. Yeah, those are all really good titles. Yeah, and this guy called A Girl Who Circumnavigated Fairyland in the Ship of Her Own Making, he called that an awesome title, and I think he knows. Thanks, Patrick, for backing me up, and thank you, Catherine M. Valente, for coming up with such a great title. Even a clock that has worked for years and years can sometimes need its batteries changed. You can't just make up new things on the fly. <laughs> I was going to say, even a stop clock is right towards the day. <laughs> exactly. And I was like, no, this guy has some really good titles. <laughs> uh, how can I change this around? <laughs> oh, I could tell what was going on. <laughs> uh, so that's my number three. Anyway. Great title. Thanks, Catherine. All right. I'm kind of up in the air about which of these I like better. Uh, I'm go- I had this next one as my number one, but I think I'm going to change it to my number two, and I'll I'll tell you why uh, my former two is now my number one in okay. a little bit. But my number two is called John Dies at the End, and ah uh, yes, I've heard of this one. That's such a a cool title. I mean, it gives away <laughs> the the spoiler, the major spoiler. Right in the title. And so you're like, why would you do that? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And so uh, I... It's a bold move. It is very bold. I'm kind of interested in it. Um, It's... It's got a a strange blend of humor, everybody says. Very brilliantly funny. But then also they say it's in a crude juvenile way. Mm. So I'm like, well... I really like the title. Um, I like the synopsis. <laughs> uh, the synopsis is, uh, stop. You should not have touched this flyer with your bare hands. No, don't put it down. It's too late. They're watching you. And it goes on. Basically, uh, you're being watched now. You're under the eye. The only defense is knowledge. You have to read this book to the end. It's kind <laughs> of a conspiracy theory, theorist mm-hmm. guy. Uh, so it's it sounds funny. But I don't know if I'll read it. Right. Because it's some of the humor is in a crude juvenile way, and that's kind of a turn off. Right. But I do really like the title, John Dies at the End. 
That was a good pick. Good job. All right. My number two, and uh, yeah, these these top four, the last two and the and the next two for me, uh, definitely the cream of the crop. This one is a novel, a uh, science fiction novel by Ursula K. Le Guin, and it's called The Left Hand of Darkness. Okay, yeah. And I don't know exactly, I can't exactly tell you why, like it's not, uh, I can't pick out individual words like in... You know, a night of thousand in the lonesome October, suns. or yeah. yep, thousand splendid suns, and break it apart and say that's why this one's cool. This one just it just strikes me as really cool. Just such a cool title. Uh, what a turn of phrase. Uh, the book itself is, uh, like I said, sci-fi. It's about a a human ambassador to the alien planet uh, that we call Winter, where the aliens can choose their gender. So it's supposed to be Ursula K. Le Guin's masterpiece. Hmm. I've read a couple of hers. I've read oh, the first two Earthsea cycle books, uh, which I'd recommend. Those are good uh, young adult fiction. And I've read her short story, The Ones Who Walk Away from Omelas. Have you read that one? No, I haven't. Uh, you should go check that one out. Uh, it's a real short story. Uh, very thought-provoking. Uh, it's, uh, O-M-E-L-A-S, the ones who walk away from Omelas. And, uh, yeah, she's a really good writer. And uh, I think I would check this one out sometime. Uh, and, uh, wow, what a title. The Left Hand of Darkness, my number two. Ursula, you've outdone yourself. Okay, you ready for my number one? Uh, yes. This is the one I think might be a crossover. I mean, it would have to be both for number ones, though. I'm going to say... It's a pretty cool title. I'm going to say it's... Uh, we haven't had any that have even been among our honorable mentions, as far as I know. Uh, oh, except for uh, Augustus Carp. Yeah. I think might have been the only one. Uh, so, I don't know. Maybe it's on my honorable mentions, but there's no way it's my number one, because uh, you, haven't, you haven't read or maybe even heard of my number one, so... Oh, okay. Sorry. Ooh. Sorry about that. Well, I don't think you'll dispute <laughs> this is a good title, though. Okay. It's a book you've read. Okay. That you really liked. Okay. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Yeah. You is gave it, it a five star last review. Year? It's from last year. Oh, man. I'm so glad that you put this on your list. Yeah. I really wanted to put it on mine. It's called Something Wicked This Way Comes. Yes. And I had to put it as my number one for the Shakespearean. Oh, yeah. Uh, what's the word quote? I'm looking for? I mean, it is uh, a quote. Not yeah, just an illusion. Yeah, illusion was the word I was yeah. thinking of. But yeah, it is a quote. By the pricking of my thumb, something wicked this way comes. And oh, yeah. it's so good. Isn't that so Shakespeare good? Shakespeare was such a master of the language. I mean, yep. if he had just said, something wicked is coming. Okay. <laughs> that's, right. That is not near as good as right. this way comes. By turning mm -hmm. those words around, it just adds a level of mystique and eerie uh creepy factor uh and so yeah. it's about a carnival running in or uh, rolling in on the midnight hour yeah and there's the stuff of nightmare in there and i i don't yep. really want to read too much about yeah, it no, don't. <laughs> uh, i i can't wait to pick this up yep since you rated it so well so highly oh yeah uh, uh but Lindsay yeah the title is, has Lindsay's just reading this one right now my sister and uh, she said she was liking it. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if I'd recommend reading it at night, right before bed. Ah, here but, we go. Uh, <laughs> no Dracula for me. Yeah, exactly. With your history of uh, Dracula and, and some of these other things <laughs> giving you nightmares. But uh, joy. It's it's deliciously creepy. It's very, very good. Okay. Yeah. So. Yeah. Great title. Uh, great sounding synopsis. Yep. I can't wait. Cool. Yeah, I was very close to putting this on my top 10 and decided, well, I just talked about it in our books episode, uh, so I... Could have been a crossover. Could have been a crossover. Where would you have put it if you had put it on? Um, I'm not sure. Well, that was the other thing. It's it's another one of those poetic ones, and I was trying to do kind of a mix of of uh, of the poetic with the, the long one and the fun made-up name one and... Uh, so I don't know. It could have been anywhere on my list. Like okay. any of these, like my top four, probably pretty set, but any of the others could have been, uh, really my, my bottom six and 
probably a bunch of my honorable mentions are are pretty fluid. They could could be anywhere. So that that definitely could have been could have been up there. That is a great title. Very good. All right, my number one is uh, a book by Patricia A. McKillop. It's the second book in the Riddle Master of Head series, which uh, another great title. Uh, I think another series that I I put on my to read list. Not not necessarily just because of the title, but definitely uh, stuck out to me because of the title. And uh, the title of the second book is Air of Sea and Fire, and that's Air H E I R, which probably listening to me say it, I immediately picked up on the pun. I didn't pick up on it right away because I just saw it in uh, writing at first. But I uh, love the pun. You know, yeah. I love puns. Uh, and uh, man, just what a cool mental picture. Air of sea and fire. Right. We're talking about evocative words. Yeah. And uh, man, uh, getting three out of four elements in there. Yeah. And the pun. And uh, wow. I I just really like this one a lot. So well done, Patricia. Uh, it's a good book series too. Uh, I was I was just talking about Ursula K. Le Guin and her um, Earthsea cycle, uh, which I would recommend for a uh, young adult, uh, or if you're, or if you're an adult and you like reading uh, young adult fiction, uh, this is another another good one. I mean, both of them somewhat standard, uh, you know, kind of uh, chosen one going on a quest and. Um, you know, learning uh, lessons and meeting uh, people and allies and, you know, uh, you know both, uh, well, uh, this one to a greater degree influenced by, by Lord of the Rings as uh, almost every uh, fantasy book in the last 50, 50 years or so uh, has been, but uh, still worth reading, uh, very well written, uh, poetic and uh, uh, good strong characters and uh, some twists on the on the standard generic formula, uh, but uh, especially wanted to just bring it up because of the title. That is Air of Sea and Fire. So well done, Patricia McKillop. Okay. For making it to number one on my list. All right, Melissa. Uh, why don't we go ahead and just run quickly through the honorable mentions, and uh, you just read through yours. I'll I'll just interject. Or stop you if I if I really have to say something, but otherwise I'll I'll just let you read through. All right. Well, first of all, first and foremost, my favorite favorite uh, book title, and would have made the Ken. top ten, except it's a comic book, and I was like, well, I don't uh, know if it counts. I think that would count in this case. Oh. I, I would count it. The chickens are restless. Oh, honey. Farside comic book. I uh, love that title. I'm actually so evocative. It's funny what when a we were title. <laughs> when I was making my list and going through different books. I saw that one. I was like, "Oh, Melissa's gonna put that on her list," and then I, I forgot about I it. I use this all the time. You Our sure girls do. are, you know, having a hard time going to sleep at night. I'm like, the chickens are restless. Yep. Oh, uh, and I love the picture on the front. It's uh, picture an angry mob of chickens. And it's nighttime, they've got pitchforks, and uh, there's a bonfire in the background, and they've got uh, sticks of wood burning in their, their hands. And yeah, what a great title. Another fun uh, comic book title is Homicidal Psycho Jungle Cat. It's a Calvin and Hobbes yeah, book. Okay, getting away now from the comic books. Okay. Uh, I'll read first the books that we own slash... Uh, have read before. Okay. And then I'll get down to ones that we don't own. Sure. Okay, so how, first one is Howl's Moving Castle. It's good. Uh, first time I heard that title, I was like, ah, oh, what on earth? A moving castle. And who is Howl? What, uh, what a name. <laughs> so I really like that one. Uh, another one is The Door in the Dragon's Throat. That's I a, think an that's, honorable mention for me. Yeah. Almost top ten. Uh, third, Heroes in Hell. Great title. Okay. okay. Not a good book because yeah. it doesn't have anything to do with the heroes that it's supposed to be about. Yeah, I decided yeah. not to read that one after all. Well, thank you for actually well, trusting my Sequel word. to the books episode. <laughs> all right, another one. The Long Dark Tea Time of the Soul. 
Yeah. The sequel to Dirk Gently's Holistic Deta- Detective Agency. Not yeah. as good as the first. Still no. entertaining. It's a good title, though. Good title. Uh, next, The Importance of Being Earnest. I've always yeah. liked that title. It's fun. Inkheart, another one. Yep, honorable mention. Eating on the Wild Side, a nonfiction book, but okay. I really like the title. Uh, Remembered Prisoners of a Forgotten War. This is That's a historical good. book that I am eventually going to read. Uh, and then this one we don't own, but I'm fixing to read it this year. I am legend. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's so cool sounding. Oh, yeah. uh, all right. Now, uh, books that we don't own. The Moon is a Harsh Mistress. <laughs> yep. So long and thanks for all the fish. Mm, we do own that one. We do? Okay. Yep. Masterpieces of Murder. Ooh. <laughs> that's another Agatha Christie one. And I mean, Masterpieces of Murder. <laughs> that's just so, okay. so picturesque. And then last but not least, I've always really liked this one. Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. Oh, yes. I considered that one as well. Yeah. That's a good good title for sure. Four different, very different uh, vocations. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that one I think is uh, like your, and then There Were None is from a a children's rhyme or Uh children's little uh, nursery rhyme. Yep. Okay. Uh, not a book you would enjoy, though. Yeah. So. But I do really like the title. Yeah. No, it's a great title. Honorable mentions for me. I'm going to skip the ones we've already uh, brought up and just uh, run through these in alphabetical order. 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. Oh, I didn't even think of that one. Yep. Yeah. Which uh, isn't as I had thought when I was younger. 20,000 Leagues Down. Down. I know. 20,000 still... Leagues uh, horizontally around. I, I still <laughs> always have to mentally correct myself. Yeah, yeah. It's not down. Yep. Around the world in 80 days. Oh, man. Yeah. How did I miss these? No, no. The Art of War. Yeah. Very simple. Awake in the Nightland. Bleak yeah. House. I like. Oh, that's so creepy. Yep. A Clockwork Orange. Very odd. Famous. Yep. Cloud Atlas. Okay. The Count of Monte Cristo. Um, it's not a really, I mean, Monte Cristo mm-hmm. is And really count cool, as well. But. Plus alliteration. I guess. A dance to the music of time. Okay, I like that one. Yeah. A day no pigs would die. Yeah, that's good. Yep. The face of water. Okay. The fault in our stars. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, that's a, I, I like that one a lot. The fellowship of the ring. Yeah. I like uh, Gardens of the Moon. Yeah, that's really nice. From a book series, I think. I think from a book series you read Greenwich. Yeah, I haven't read that one. I believe I, a, a I pun gave it off up of before then. really a, a pun off of the uh, yeah British town. I, I'm guessing Greenwich. Yeah. yeah, Harvest of Stars, His Majesty's Dragon. Yeah, His <laughs> Majesty's Dragon. Yep. Yeah, I almost read that that book just for the the idea the, that the yeah. title gave me alone. How the West Was Won. That was another one I considered. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The Ill-Made Knight uh, with a K. Knight with a K. That, it's yeah. uh, Lancelot. It's the second or third book in the Sword in the Stone uh, Once and Future King series by T.H. White. The Illustrated Man uh, uh, by Ray Bradbury also from uh, the Something Wicked This Way Comes. Inkheart. Uh, we mentioned that one. The Moat in God's Eye. Mm, that's a good one. Oversea Under Stone. That is a good title. Mm. Paradise Lost. And the best book in that series. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Good job, honey. Uh, speaking of, Silver on the Tree. Boy, you really like all the titles from that, yeah. <laughs> that yeah, series. Yeah, good titles. A Storm of Swords. I like Great A picture. Crown of Swords better. Is that a book? Yep. Okay. It's from uh, it's from the Wheel of Time series. Actually. I think I like a Storm of Swords better mm-hmm. as a title. I like a Crown of Swords. It's, uh, it's a good picture of a battle. This present darkness. Oh yeah, and yeah. A, and a good book too. I recommend it. Oh yeah, it's good. And uh, I haven't read it in a long time, but I, I like it. It's entertaining in, in high school. Uh, and a uh, Bible reference as well. Yeah. I don't remember what what Bible version, but it's from the. Uh, oh, I'm not gonna be able to remember the verse. Um, nope, don't remember the verse, uh, but it's something in the New Testament about, uh, uh, 
No, I, I'm not going to try. <laughs> you can look it up. Uh, three Days to Never. Ooh, that's solid. Yeah, yeah. It's. Uh, I think they're trying to stop. I don't remember what they're trying to stop. An atomic bomb or something, maybe. Uh-huh. Uh, my favorite Hardy Boys title, The Twisted Claw. Yeah. Solid. I liked The Shattered Helmet. That's a good one. That's a good one. Or uh, The Masked Monkey. Oh, yeah. Was yeah. another one I liked. Uh, Where Bugles Call. Nah. No. And uh, last one, The Voyage of the Dawn Treader. Ooh, actually, I uh, I just noticed I had two more on here. One was They Walked Like Men, and the other was That's good. a C.S. Lewis book, The Horse and His Boy. Uh, yeah. Okay. Which, when you brought up The Voyage of the Dawn Treader, <laughs> maybe right. I saw these. Cool. So. So, that that was fun. It was interesting. There's yeah, a lot a of really one. good titles out there. Uh, right. And someday I'm going to write a book. And uh-huh. uh, looking into this uh, made me think a little more about there's a lot that goes into getting a good title. <laughs> uh, so, hopefully when I finally write my book, I'll come up with a good one. Anyway, we hope that you guys have enjoyed this. And... Uh, write in and tell us what some of your favorite book titles are. What really grabs your attention, catches your eye. You can email us, tto at coser.us, or go to our website, tto.coser.us. And if you add a slash 68, you'll go straight to the show notes for this episode. Our next episode is going to be Top 10 Comedians, so tune in for that. Until next time, I'm Melissa Kozer. I'm Brian Kozer. And you've been listening to 10 to 1. All right. Are you ready to talk about some bad book titles? Yeah. Okay. Do uh, you want to start or do you want me to start? Oh, you go ahead. All right. So... I'm fine with boring book titles, okay? Sometimes a book just needs to be, uh, a title doesn't need to be clever, just needs to be descriptive. So, pro JavaScript techniques, that's perfectly fine. Washington, a life, or John Adams, perfectly fine book titles. I don't care if it's boring, uh, just don't be bad, okay? So, here's some examples of of bad book titles that I came across. Strengths-Based Marriage. I, you can't even say it. Strengths-based <laughs> marriage. Uh, yeah, find something better for that. Mustang Man. Come on, Louis. Louis L'Amour. <laughs> Mustang Man. Yeah, it is kind of uh, a, I an mean, you made title. my honorable mentions with How the West Was Won. So, look, I appreciate when you when you do good, but come on. Tighten that up. Fix it, clean it, and make it last. The ultimate oh. guide to making your household items last forever. I don't think that one's bad. You were complaining about uh, titles that go on too long, even though you had some on your list. Uh, this is a long title that I don't appreciate. Well, you just stop with fix it, clean it, and make it last. All right. How about this one? Sewing 101, a beginner's guide to sewing. Uh, redundant. <laughs> okay. We'll give it that. <laughs> so you were just going through the the books on my shelf, basically. Uh, not necessarily. Now no. I went through Goodreads. You're good criticizing reads. my bookshelf. I went through Goodreads. <laughs> And uh, as I was looking for good books, good titles, I wrote down the ones that were bad. Uh, the Indian in the Cupboard series. Oh, I like that. That just I sounds like so that. wrong. No. This, the Indian in the Cupboard. Here are some of the books from that series. The Secret of the Indian. The Mystery of the Cupboard. The Key to the Indian. No. Well, it sounds I'm a, weird I, when you say it like this. I'm but not it's an Indian, but I'm offended. Indian. And yeah. it's a magical cupboard, and when the boy puts his toy yeah. Indian in there, the the toy comes to life. Yeah. And same with his other toys. If he puts a little toy horse in there, the horse comes to life. Yeah. Now the Indian can ride the horse, and uh, I don't know. It's cool. Mm-hmm. Help! I'm trapped in obedience oh, school again. Oh, I love again. these. I loved this series. It doesn't matter what? if you like the book; it's a terrible title. It's no. I I started reading yeah. these because of the title. That is a great title. No, 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 no. Help, Great for I'm, a children's help, series. Help, I'm trapped. Help, I'm trapped in no. such and such. Oh, no. great series so for your kids. So is there a book, Help, I'm Trapped in Obedience School? And then a sequel was Help, I'm Trapped in Obedience School again? 
because if yes and it's a sequel terrible to be so lazy for a sequel and if it's not a sequel then how dare you put again in the title and make it sound like it is uh the pelican brief it just sounds like pelican print underwear (laughs) yeah not a good title uh the escape of the plant that ate dirty socks which okay, is the you basically to the that ate dirty socks. just want to hate on all my favorite books. Those are great children's books. The Celery Stalks at Midnight. Honey, Celery Stalks. No. Oh, don't. Tr- Something Stalking you know, at Midnight. You know and I like puns. Celery Stalks, the You puns. know I like puns. Oh, That's so a terrible great. one, though. Honey, this is a great. You are just hating on some really great children's books. Indiana Jones doing. and the Curse of Horror Island. Okay, that's a bad Really? One. The horror Curse of Horror Island. Island. Yeah, yeah Come somebody's on. trying to be cool there. Yeah, someone's trying way too hard. SPQR, what do you think that's about? Exactly. <laughs> it's The full title is SPQR, A History of Ancient Rome. What? I don't remember what, the, what it's short for. Something in, in, uh, in Roman, Spicor. in Latin, I should say. Uh, yeah, not a good title. Man Alive. Chesterton, you're you're a great writer. I kind of like but that. Man alive, man I'll... alive. No, that's that's a fun title. No, no, not wow, well, my know. dear. You could if he had put an exclamation mark at the end, it would have been a fine title, not a good title, but a fine title. But uh, no, man alive, no. French fry forgiveness. Oh no. That Plus, kind of gross. The girl on the cover is just. Making a big doofy face. That was a book I had growing up. Uh, the King of Prussia and the Peanut Butter Sandwich. No. Oh, that is a bad title. Actually, now that I read it, it's not so oh, bad honey. as some of the others. But Stay strong. Still not good. Uh, here's a couple bad but effective titles. What Jane Austen Ate and Charles Dickens Knew. Oh, oh no, this one. This is the only one I have. What Jane Austen Ate and Charles Dickens Knew from Fox Hunting to Whist. The Facts of Daily Life in 19th Century England. Uh, tried way too, <laughs> too hard long. for that one. Uh, although I, I will admit I, I picked it up because of the title. So he did his job, but come on. Uh, Could have done better. And then uh, just a couple that I had to put on here as bad just because they were deceptive. Best riddle book ever? No. And Danger on the Flying Trapeze. This one might have been my own fault. But as a young child, I don't know, I was uh, eight, nine, maybe, and I thought it was a flying trampoline, and I thought it was danger on the flying trampoline, honey, which sounded really this cool, is all on you. like a trampoline flying, flying around. Trapeze, that's cool. I know, it's actually not a bad title, but it's deceptive, and I'm still a little bitter. Wah. Get at over myself, it. I guess. Anyway. So, those are some bad titles. Well, finally found something that you're still bitter about from your childhood. Nah, I'm not really bitter about it, but it's fun to say it on the podcast. Make good radio, as they, as they say. Indeed. <laughs> okay. I have two that are bad book titles. I noticed you pulled a lot from my bookshelf. And wow. That, that wounds me. Wow. But... Uh, these were books that I hadn't heard of. I just Googled bad book titles, and these are pretty bad. Okay. One is called Who Cares About Disabled People? <laughs> Isn't that awful? <laughs> it is supposed to be, here's how you should treat yep. disabled people and stuff, <laughs> and be nice to them and all that, and help, help kids to understand them. Yeah, awful, awful title. It's a, oh, it's a series, too. Like, we, who cares about elderly people? Maybe we should and get those and put them about... on our shelves. <laughs> so, or our coffee table. <laughs> no. But, so there's that one. And then uh, the other one has a picture of, on the cover, it's got quilts in the background. And it's got this uh, maybe 60-year-old lady on there. Uh, She looks very nice and uh, looks like she's a homemaker. She's got a nice smile on her face. And it says, still stripping after 25 years. And apparently, strip quilts are a thing. You You make quilts out of strips of fabric. Oh, no. Yeah. 
she didn't realize what she was doing when she, she made was probably her book Amish. title. Yeah. Yeah. I'm wow. sorry, lady. But this is, this is a really bad <laughs> oh, title. Oh, my. But it really did make me chuckle when I read yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That might be one of those that's so bad it comes out the other end and is, is actually kind of good. No, it's still bad. Okay. No matter how you look yeah, at you're it. Yeah, right. 